All right, dude. You good? I'm good. All right, here we go. <clears throat> hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Stay for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. Joining me today is Equinox Hudson Yards Group Fitness Manager on Run Crew energy drink pre-workout enthusiast <laughs> puppy dad two puppy dad two puppies a dad um joshua ryan funderberg what's up man what's that up, was man? a that, that was a mouthful that, that was a lot i had to concentrate i really had to think about that for sure man um, I, I, i'm impressed i'm impressed you, thanks you, man well, yeah i appreciate yeah, that thank you how you doing man i'm doing good um you know, happy. It's uh, it's my day off. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. How you feeling? Uh, so yesterday we ran the last ten miles of the New York City Marathon. How did you feel yesterday? How you feeling today? Well, I, I mean, I was breaking in my new shoes yesterday. Okay. For the race day, so I was a little nervous, but it it turned out to be a really great day. Um, mm-hmm. No feelings, no issues, no nothing. Uh, decent pace and uh, I feel good I feel really good and today I feel I feel great I just I'm, I'm spending a lot of time this week um focusing on recovery so yeah like tapering pretty much like just kind of taking it easy a couple uh, short yeah a couple short runs and I'm I'm doing all the works cold plunge everything I'm gonna do all the go. recovery tools yeah nice um so testing out the new shoes yesterday did it like you had a, you just broke them in right did you have any issues with the shoes at all like I find sometimes after like the first run in a new shoe I try to push the pace like I really try to push I like try to break them in hardcore and then as as a result of that though my shoes always or my feet always tend to hurt a little bit or I get some blisters or something but like I really try to break them in did you have that experience yesterday well I mean I got them a couple of days ago and um you know, I was like, I'm going to wear these every single day until the race mm. <laughs> and just, and just kind of walk in them and do everything yeah. I need to do them. So my yeah, feet, yeah. I don't think it's, it's not so much about the shoe as it is your feet. Okay. Right. So I was like, my feet need to get accustomed to what they're about to go into, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing was, um, yesterday was my first long run in them. So I was, you know, oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, you know, my, my feet could, you know, definitely get damaged from, to, from the today's run. And, mm-hmm. um, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, you know, um, I've never run in the, these, these particular shoes before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're much narrower than my training shoes. So okay. I was like, I was like, okay, this can be something, but mm-hmm. they, they, they impressed me. And I, I felt, I felt fast. I felt comfortable. Mm. Um, these are definitely not shoes that you want to like sit there and train in all day, every day, yeah. but yeah. but it's definitely great for the race, you know, and mm-hmm. I felt fast. So I'm excited. You know, what's interesting. I, I've always, um, I think I've always had like a wider foot. So like my shoes have always been like wider, wider shoes, I guess, but I actually prefer now, even as a runner, I prefer narrow shoes, like slim, slim fitting type shoes. Yeah. And it's weird because the more I've gotten into the sport, I like, I like when the shoes uh they they my feet need to form to the shoe i feel like that makes me for some whatever reason it makes me a better runner like form wise like does that make sense yeah like it's like putting on i don't know like putting on any any other type of gear like it forces you to 
to adjust or like it forces your body to adjust to the equipment or to the gear. And like, that's how I've always approached shoes. Yeah. And so um, at first, but at first it's always been like a, a progression or like a training period to where like, I need to reintroduce my body or my feet to like certain type of shoes or narrow shoes or the looking, the feel of them, you know? Um, does that make sense? Like I prefer yeah. narrow shoes, even if I've historically have had a, like a wider feet, a wider foot, um, and my shoes have been like a product of that. Well, it's tough because I mean, like, I, I go for comfort first, you know, and oh, yeah. especially when I'm training and then, you know, I want to like be able to hold the impact and, you know, the endurance and the, and the, you know, the longevity of, of, mm-hmm. of your training. So, um, comfort for me first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized like, if I'm going to go for a certain speed and I obviously will get into this, um, you know, I have to, I have to adapt to like what shoes would be the best to make those things happen, you mm. know, and you, yeah, have yeah. To, you have to make those sacrifices. I mean, I have what, I mean, I don't know about you, but I have what we call runner's foot. I mean, it's, it's, mm. it's a real thing. So <laughs> like, yeah, these, you're running it. your sport tears up your feet yeah 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 yeah. i'll never be a foot model (laughs) that's that's so funny Uh, no actually um growing up i had really bad athletes athletes foot like growing up yeah so i did i did martial arts and football growing up and so like yeah my feet were all all torn up um when i was younger not so much now though like it's weird not at all really um i just had it when i was when i was younger so Okay, so um, some background on you. You're currently training and like you're going to run the New York City Marathon. Um, and this is the last week. I know we, yeah. we, t- we touched base yesterday, but how, you, how do you feel um, mentally, physically, and, and walk me through your process up until now, your training program and strategy leading up to the marathon? Well, I'll tell you right now, the week of, I feel emotional. Yeah, um, yeah. Very emotional, but... Yeah, it was my first full marathon. Um, I had thought about it last year, and then I really put it, kind of put in all that work in motion this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a 12-week training program that I designed on my own based on research, and um, oh, wow. and then what I would I talked to several you know people that either are run coaches. Um, or that have run the marathons before and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And um, I've done a lot of the short distance running. So I knew how to change my mindset and change the way I approached it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, 12 weeks being a little bit on the shorter side, um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an avid runner, you know, a week in and week out. So I, I mm-hmm. knew I had the, you know, already the training that I could step into it, but um it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was such a full-time job, you know? And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like my social life was like put on inside everything. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. If I'm not working and I'm not, and I'm not sleeping, I'm training. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was like a surprising for me, but like, um, you know, doing a long run every, every Sunday, um, you know, doing several shorter mid distance runs during the week, Mm-hmm. Um, gradually bringing my long run up, of course. Um, my top run, I guess, was what, 20, 21, 22 miles okay. a, couple weeks, a couple weeks ago. So I started tapering from that. Um, dealt with an injury here and there during training that I was a little nervous about. Mm-hmm. Um, so recovery really had to take a st- step up um, for me. 
I was like, okay, recovery is really important. So seeing a physical therapist once and twice a week, um, getting my recovery in every single day, whether it be foam rolling or, or the grass and technique or, uh, you know, uh, compression boots or my cold plunge at work, you know, there's, mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, I really need to prioritize, you know, recovery. And yeah. Yeah. So, so I can't, don't get hurt, you know? So, yeah. but it's been good. I mean, the last two weeks have been tapering. Um, my body really is starting to adapt to the recovery, which is nice. So performance will be there next mm-hmm. Sunday, hopefully. What injuries have you had throughout the training process? So, um, I have really tight, um, soleus and mm-hmm. really tight hamstrings. Okay. Um, and so I, I had a little bit of tendonitis that flared up, um, where the hamstring inserts into the glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working on that, bring that inflammation down, working on releasing the connective tissue in my ankle, my feet and my, uh, calves to like loosen up. Cause once you start, you know, at the base of something, everything else starts to relax as well. So mm-hmm. that's the, been the biggest process. It's painful. Yeah. It's painful beyond belief, but like, I know it's necessary. So you, yeah. have, to, you have to, you have to do the work that you need to, you know, what, what's key for that type of recovery? Like what do you, you mentioned ice baths, stretching, you do some physical therapy, like what are the things that you do to, um, to recover like with those types of injuries? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, rest is, is most important, of course, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, a lot of us, a lot of athletes, a lot of enthusiasts, we, we tear up our bodies and we push our, our bodies and to the, you know, to its limits. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that as, as hard as you work, um, recovery is just as important, mm-hmm. uh, you know, regen is what, is what I like to call it. And so, you know, I think I feel like you have to put almost as much time to be healthy, almost as much time recovery um, into recovery as you would, you know, the work and, 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 you know, hardly anybody does that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's, it, that's where longevity comes in. Like, you know, you could, you know, be fast and, and strong and, and great. And you have a short career or short, you know, lifespan of whatever you're doing as far as, you know, like sports the activity, this, the sports that you're doing, or mm-hmm. you can take the time, take, you know, take those moments, get in 30 minutes to an hour of something a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always tell, you know, my clients and my members and stuff like that, you know, 10 minutes before 10 minutes after can make the world of difference. You just have to put the time mm-hmm. and I'm the worst. What do you call it? Like I, you, you, you don't, you don't practice what you preach. I don't practice what I, I, what I preach. And it, yeah. it's the hardest thing. It's, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm dealing with this kind of issue. And they're like, yeah, you got, you have tendonitis. You need to like, take care of this. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so I mean, a, you know, and, and yeah. my, my biggest fear is getting, getting injured in a real way. So oh, yeah. um, I was like, when it gets to that point where I'm like, um, this could be bad. Um, so I, I was like, okay, take mm. some time. Yeah. You know? It's um, like better to be safe than sorry also, uh, which is it's so funny too, man, because I, so I've told you this before and I've, I've talked about it, you know, on the show and, you know, but I have a history as a football player. So like I'm uh, for a long time, it's just become pretty regular to feel sore or somewhat hurt or like 
on the like on the verge of being injured you know what i mean like yeah. pushing through pain is how i would categorize it is like that's something that as a football player that's always been my mentality e- even right. if i'm tight or sore or um i feel a little banged up like it's always you got you have a you have a game to play you know like you push yeah. through the pain and then like i carry that over to running it's like oh i yeah. got to work out today i got to train today and like the the mindset of it is like to push through the pain um like big or small like it doesn't matter how um like how intense it is it really is just the mentality of um any kind of like not feeling fresh any kind of pain could just be soreness like you have to push through it um and yeah even for me like I don't take I don't take rest days I got I do active recovery that's how I would call it like I've been running every day for two almost three years now so like (laughs) it's I can't I can't take a day off like is that similar, yeah. similar to you as an avid runner? Do you take like do you take a rest day or do you do the active recovery um, method or like what what do you do to, to help that help with that recovery and like kind of take a day off or take it easy for a little while? Well, I mean, a lot of people will be like what you said, active recovery, and say, "Hey, I'll I'll hit it hard five six days a week and I'll and I'll go easy on my seventh day or whatnot." Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that's and that's good, but like you got to give your body a break. You know, the mm-hmm. only way we get better um, and the only way we stay healthy is that we give our time, our body time to recover and actually heal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like yeah. the training is the tearing and, and the growth and the, you know, and, and all that. But then if you don't take the time to actually let it just rest and recover mm-hmm. um, and actually heal itself, you know, it's just, it's down the road. It's going to, it's going to hit you. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, and no, so, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, this is something that I haven't talked about as often or as much is like my recovery process. Because even though I run every day, like 90% of the time, I'm off my feet throughout the day. Like that's one thing I'm like, I'm refueling, rehydrating, um, my feet are up, like I'm, I'm, I'm usually working and I have projects and I stay very, very busy. But I'm usually like stationary. And I'm usually like horizontal and I'm like my feet are up and like I have a massage gun that I use pretty often and I do things like that so like my recovery process even tying back to playing football is having is having been conditioned for the majority of my life to have a a fast recovery like that's the speed in the game of football and then like you have to have a quick turnover to recover and I feel like like as an athlete just in general my body is now used to like understanding when and how it needs to recover and then even though I run every day all of my workouts are different and now for a few months like weeks or months now I've been taking a more of a holistic approach to running and so I will take somewhat easy days and run a little slow (laughs) or not as fast it's all on effort to me though like if I wake up and I'm exhausted and I know that I can't hit a certain pace or like run as fast or push as hard then I will take it easy um, ish and my time will reflect how I feel. So like now I'm very in tune with my body and I know like if I'm sore or tight or if I have an injury or a flare up, like I, I know my body well enough at this point to understand, to carry that over to my workout for the day. Um, but yeah, that's something that I don't talk as much about is how often, like how much I actually am recovering throughout the day. Um, Cause I really, really try to take it easy if I'm not working out. And like you put it training specifically, carries over to like your day-to-day like your work your personal life and everything it's all centered around training like can I go out can I 
eat? Can I go out to eat? Can I like go party or like, can I do this and that? Like it, it comes back to, I got to wake up at 6am to run my long yeah. run or something like that, you know? Well, um, I mean, to, in a piggyback on what you're saying, right? Like think about training carries into everything of your, of your day. Think about sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't sleep, what areas of your life does that affect? Mm-hmm. Everything. It yeah. affects your body, it affects your, your mood, your mind, your ability to uh, think correctly. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, sleep, we would say, is the most important. But like um, going back to what you said about listening to your body and being in tune with what's happening, right? We say getting out there is the most important thing, mm-hmm. actually staying consistent. But it's okay to like give what you can give that day mm-hmm. versus yeah. – Oh, I, I, I got to be better than I was yesterday. And that's that. No, getting out there is step one. And like, you've made it happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever that, whatever you can give, just give that. And that, yeah, and don't yeah. ask yourself for more, right? And so um, that's really important is that, you know, in the age of smartwatches and data, um, I'm super guilty of this. It's like, you don't even know how to work your own watch. I had to, well, <laughs> I had to show you. I had to show you how to work listen. Your own watch I just yesterday. I just changed over from you know <laughs> in the age of smartwatches and you one to another. Listen, I I had I had a particular smartwatch for years and years and years. Uh, we won't name it, but um, I switched <laughs> okay. over to a uh, an athlete's watch. Right? A Garmin. I'll name it Garmin. Let's, hey, let's, if you want to, if you want to sponsor Garmin. the show, yeah. If you want to sponsor the show, I wear a Garmin. Yeah, it, that was. You know what? Do you know what's so funny? Again, like I, so my whole story of the non-runner turned runner, I knew that I was serious about running when I bought a garment. Like it was the summer of the, last year. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was when, or was it this year? See, see like I'm so, I told you, I'm even new. I'm new to, I'm still fairly new four years or three years into it. And like, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was this year is when I got my Garmin earlier this year when I was doing the thousand mile challenge. And that's what I needed. I wanted to properly track my runs. Yeah. I think it was this year, man. So like, I just got a Garmin earlier in like February or something like that. So, well, you know, you know, what's sad is that I've been talking about getting a Garmin for the last three years. Mm. Um, and I was like, no, no, no. This other watch, you know, is convenient. It makes my life easy. Um, it's really easy to use, you know, um, but it didn't have the it Actually. didn't have the features and the things I needed and the and and the data that I needed to look at, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I'm very data driven. And so when we we're talking about that, is that I talked about getting this watch, and it took it took my first full marathon to really like dig in and like oh, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> um, I was like, well, I'm not watch- running with this watch, so I'm gonna run with this watch. Um, but to go back on that saying is like, we get so stuck. I mean, in the day of like social media and, 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 and smartwatches and being connected mm-hmm. to anything that's giving us feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so, um, I can't even think of the word, but like the idea of that we are stuck in that mindset of like, oh, this is where my pace needs to be. This is where my heart rate mm-hmm. needs to be. This is where, you know, this is how fast I have to run this race today. Mm-hmm. Or this is how many, even to the point of like, I learned something of running distances. I talked to some friends about this saying, I'm going out today to run 18.0 miles. Right. And so you're like, and what happens if you wake up that day 
and your body says no. Mm. It, it's a training day. This is not race day. Do you, do you say, I got to push myself to 18.0 no matter what happens? Yeah. Or do you say, pull back, breathe a bit, breathe a bit, think about it for a second, go back out and try it again another day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's yeah. really important is that we get stuck in this like mindset of like, this is how fast I need to be. This is how I'm comparing myself to other people. This mm-hmm. is where, this is where my training program is. This is what I have to do, you know, and you know, life is not and our, and our bodies and, the, and our days are not structured that way. Like, Oh, my body's going to be ready for 18 today. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be ready for 20 the next week. Right. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea what your body's going through. And really important for like going back to what you said, listen to your body and just, and, and take it for what it's worth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the things where, um, I wouldn't practice what I preach. I'd be telling you like, yeah, I don't know. You can do it tomorrow. You can do 18 miles tomorrow. Listen <laughs> to your body, take a, take a break. But if I was the one waking up and I was like, man, I'm exhausted. There's no way I can get through 18. I'd be that person that would run the 18, no matter what, like, right. I, but I mean, think about on the other side, like what, <laughs> what could happen to you, you know? Oh yeah. Well, there was, so it, it's, there, there's a balance to it. Let me, let me right. say, it. because if I knew that I was so tired or if I didn't have the energy or I was lacking some energy or something like that, if it, if it was an off day and yeah. no matter what I had 18 planned for the day, I would run the 18, but still listen to my body. So I wouldn't, I might not run as fast. It might take me a little longer to do 18. I could walk, I could jog, I could do a number of different things just to hit 18. So like my, but like, if I had to, if I had a plan of running 18 miles at eight minute pace, then that would, that would change. I would go out trying to hit 18 miles, at eight minute pace. But if right. my body was pushing back, I would definitely listen and my body, I would, I would t- like my body would win. Just slow it down. Yeah. And I would slow it down. Yeah. But I would, no matter what I'd get 18 because the way that I look at it too, is uh, I've always been of the mindset, like be better than I was yesterday. And that could mean run a little farther or run a little faster. But what it comes down to again is not for me is effort. So like if I knew that today I wake up feeling not as good as I did yesterday, just getting out there is already a win. It's these little micro, like micro, not challenges, but micro goals and successes that you have that I tie back into like having a good workout. And so if I did wake up and I was less than hundred percent to go out and run 18 miles, then I would right. adjust and say, okay, well, eight, eight 30 pace is good enough or nine minute pace is good enough, depending on how I felt. And it would all be on effort. So if I was giving hundred percent effort, that's already a win regardless of the numbers, but yeah. the goal would be and just to have structure. The goal would be to hit 18 miles and then hundred percent effort would then mean, okay, I won today and I won the workout because I gave it my all for that workout. Yeah. I mean, and, and I go back to saying just getting out there and being consistent and, and, you know, showing up for yourself. I, I tell my members this every single day. I said, you show yourself up, you show up for yourself physically, but are you showing up for yourself mentally? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important and, and differentiates, um, you know, kind of going through the motions or are you really engaged and focused on what you want to do? Mm-hmm. And if you can give that little bit, you, you win for the day. Um, there's a quote, I can't remember who it's by. I can't, I can't claim it, but the, it, it hit, it struck gold with me. Um, if you show up every day and you go out there and you're 1% better every single day than you were the day before, you're 365% better than you were a year ago. Mm. 365% better than you were a year ago. I mean, I, I mean, it sounds, it sounds so simple, but it, 
it, it's it's so brilliant you know yeah yeah no I, I i love that a lot i mean a couple of things like i have the quote like my my main quote is why not like i wake up every, every day and i'm like all right why not, why not? Go and run why not like go take that risk or take that chance like i live with a why not mentality and so like yeah. when i wake up if so even this is why a big part of like why i run every day is is to be consistent like i've done eight miles every day for the past two years almost three now so like eight miles is just my benchmark like that's just my my part of my routine now and so yeah. it's, it's very it's not as hard as people like would like to think that it is because yeah. i'm conditioned to do it every day um and but it's the why not mentality too because like the, the alternative is I'd be in bed. I'd like, I would have, I would just be asleep or I'd be turning on my TV and I'd be watching Netflix, you know, in the morning or I'd yeah. be on my phone browsing social media. Like that's the alternative. And I'm like, no, right. no. that's what, that's what probably what everyone else is doing. Get out like, there. I'd and, rather yeah. get out there and run. I'd rather go get a workout in or like, I'd rather go and do something. And then my do something is just go out and run. Right. And no. then I start my day with like a win it's like it's like the people who have a habit of making their bed every day it start it's that mentality of like yeah. ha having a win or checking Starting, something off yeah. yeah and so that's my that's my that's the start start to my day is to go out and run and like that yeah the, and then the why not the alternative is i wouldn't be doing that i'd be doing something that had no like actual give back like nothing that could be gained from just laying in bed not doing anything i'd rather do something than do nothing and then that is me going out for a run that's awesome man I mean, that's, that's exactly like the point, right? Get out yeah, there yeah. And, and get out there and live a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And then you need to turn it. So yeah, and it's also like, um, and then like, I just fell in love with the sport. So like my history has never been that of a runner. And so like, what started out as like a mindset of getting out there and putting work in led to me falling in love with running and so now like you couldn't you couldn't catch me not running like now right. it's less of a job and it is very much more like a passion and even training wise like i train but i love the training i love the process because i love putting miles in i love to get out there and running um and then it's now become like not just a habit and part of my daily routine but it's my like my time away, like my workouts are like when I'm in my space, I'm in my zone, and I'm doing some, something that I love doing, then it's like, it's very much like a very, like a passion and a love for the sport is what I have now. That's, um, incredible. that's, that's something that is, has grown over time. Um, and if you asked me years ago, like, would I ever be running every day? Or would I be categorized as a runner as an athlete, I would have laughed and like not believed you that it would, that would be me today. Well, I started on this journey, and I said, um, I thought people that ran were crazy. Um, when I changed careers, I was like, I'm not a runner. Okay. So walk me, walk me through your, your history. So as an athlete, so you, you, did you grow up running or play sports or what was your athletic background? Well, see, here's the thing is that I was the youngest of three boys. Um, and my older brothers always got injured in every sport they played. So, um, I went out to go play football. My mom said, my man heck no heck no um like you're both your brothers got injured it's not happening um i tried my hand at basketball i was too short you know a lot uh -huh. of different a lot of different things i was like okay. you know um um and then i got into soccer soccer and baseball as a kid were my things um i didn't do not, it not non-impact non-impact sports you know no big deal um, uh, soccer, my soccer, maybe a little bit, but well, baseball. well, soccer is more dangerous than football, but 
because you know you're not wearing any guards. Oh, but it go. was the idea. Uh, don't, hold on, don't hold get on, me started. hold All on right. a second. Yeah, hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a All second. Right. Um, you know, you're more likely to get more severe injuries from soccer than you are football. We don't need to talk about that, but um, I would say the odds of that happening, <laughs> yes, the odds are maybe higher playing soccer without having not having gear on, but the more frequent. Take the more, no, no, no. But like the probability of it happening is so less than it is playing football because you're, you yeah. have an impact every single, like every five seconds you're hitting something. Yeah. But we're not, um, tack- we're not tackling each other, but I mean, so I've been, I've been kicked in every place on <laughs> my body that, you know, oh, man. um, you know, I right, mean, so cleats are not very fun. Baseball, baseball, and soccer. Wait, did where did you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in Ohio. Um, Ohio, wow. Yeah, you're in the just, Midwest. just outside of Dayton and Cincinnati. But um, okay. To go back to these sports, though, I mean, like, I was never really into these sports. I just I played them. I was a very active kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked playing out. So I lived on um quite a few acres uh in the middle of the country and the woods and stuff. And so I like to go into the woods and disappear for the entire day and climb and walk through the, the, the river and mm-hmm. do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so what happened was um, I did that. I did theater. I did band. I did, I did short, I did track and field. I did the, you know, the sprints, the, you know, the, the hundred, the 400, the 310 yes. and 300 meter hurdles. Mm-hmm. Um, I never considered myself good at any of this stuff. I just did it because I had so much energy as a kid that I had to release it somehow. Um, So, you know, after high school, uh, went off to Nashville to school for music. um, And then I was like, I don't need a music degree to do what I want to do. So peace out. (laughs) Um, I dropped out and moved to New York City. um, And To, to to pursue music? to pursue Broadway actually okay I was like I'm gonna be on Broadway and um uh Broadway turned into bartender right and so yeah. that's the I mean the age-old tale wow. so I that's, was that's, bar- gonna, that's, that's gonna be the title of this podcast that's your that's your new bio <laughs> <laughs> Broadway to bartender yeah right and so it's like um I did that for so many years I mean I bartended and served for like 15 16 17 years um but I moved to Miami for a little bit and um, mm. I'd got my personal training certification while I was here in New York city, but I never really practiced a lot of it. I never really trained clients. I just, I helped clients here out, out there, th- here and there. I was always very um, athletic. I love going to the gym. I love working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a couple group fitness classes here and there. Well, so I was going to say, so how did you transition from music and Broadway over to wanting to be a personal trainer? Well, that's the thing is I moved to Miami um, because I fell in love with Miami and I moved to Miami and I was doing the whole bartending thing still down there. Um, And it was actually really weird. I was through a really bad breakup that I got into like fitness fitness (laughs) as a career. Life-changing moments and yeah. Well, and what had happened was is like, you know, the personal training thing in the back was always in the background and whatnot. Um, and I never really practiced it or did it um, very much. And then um, while going through this breakup, I, I was going to this, this gym and I went to all these group fitness classes. Mm-hmm. And I would just take them because I was like, listen, I just need someone to tell me what to do. Um, you know, I really don't know who I am anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And the manager at the time came up to me and said, have you ever thought about teaching group fitness? I said, well, I mean, my background's theater. I like performing, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand. So let me put my hand in it. I was like, I think I know what I'm doing. Like, you, you don't mind being the center of attention. Right, kind of right, like, right, oh, right. I, I can just I can coach and train people. They have to listen to, they have no, they have no choice but to listen to me. I mean, that's who doesn't? That's being center stage on Broadway with the spotlight on you is the equivalent of personal training. Yeah, you have to listen to what I'm telling you to do and you're in the spotlight. Right, right. It's like, okay, all eyes on me, put some music on. Um, I get to choose my music. To I'm the star. I'm the star of the show. You're just here. Right. And so yeah. I, what I did is I, well, and I had learned so much differently though, but um, mm-hmm. it's a, it was a life-changing opportunity because, um, you know, I started with it, not knowing any, not knowing it at all what I was doing. Um, I, I never got any feedback. I was like, am I getting good at this? I don't know. So I ended up leaving and went back to Equinox as a member. Still, still in Miami? Yeah, this was still in Miami. Okay. And I was like, listen, I'm just going to go back to being a member. I'm going to go work out and do my thing. It's not, I'm not at the place I need to be. I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, and at the time, the, the manager of that location um, came up to me and said, I, I hear that you're an instructor. And I was like, no. I was like, I tried it for a minute. I don't think I'm any good. And he's like, just audition. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's like, I'm not at that caliber. Like Equinox is like the cream of the crop. There's no yeah. way, there's no way you guys would want me. Like there's no yeah. way I'm even ready for it. He's like, just audition, just audition. So I auditioned um, and uh, surprisingly they hired me. And I was like, are you thinking straight? What's going on? Why not? No, why not try out? Why well, not? and then you got it. You know, and if so funny is like, um, as energetic, energetic as I was, my, my first boss ever said, do you have energy? I was like, ooh. So I took that out from like, um, I was like, wait, but I, I'm full of energy. Wait a second. I took something from every single class I taught. I went to you know my mentor's classes. I constantly asked for feedback. Um, and you know I, I taught as many classes as I could. I, and I I learned as many different styles and formats and workshops that I, that I could do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was seven years ago. And to, to be where I'm at now is mind boggling sometimes because it's like, you know, if you apply yourself, so the thing that I think about is that if you apply yourself um, and you commit to something and you really work on your craft you know, and you, and you put everything you got into it, there's no way you can't succeed. Mm-hmm. People, people will walk in and say, I'm not a runner. I used to say that years ago. I was like, I'm not a runner. I hate it. I can't run. I can't last. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am today getting ready to run a full marathon. Yeah, um, yeah. It's wild. I mean, you, you apply yourself and you, you have that mental com- conversation with yourself um and anything sky's the limit and and anything's possible you know yeah so so going back to running was the whole thing of um i took a workshop when i first got hired um with equinox um called precision run um created by the incomparable david seek um he put everything he had put five years of study into this of treadmill running 
Um, and you know, most people's thoughts when it first comes to treadmill running is like, yeah, that's the most boring thing in the world, but it has to get done. Like that's my cardio, but it's boring, you know? And this, this was a, is a program designed around a class. Um, and I don't know what it was, a combination of his energy, his enthusiasm, his passion for the, for the, you know, for the work that he was doing. Um, I fell in love with running that day. Um, and like I got off that treadmill, it was a combination of the endorphins, um, the fact that I did something I didn't think I could ever do, um, go at a speed I didn't think I could ever, you know, because we don't, we always sell ourselves short, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was the idea of like, oh, yeah. whoa, like someone's in front of you saying, believing you, and telling you that you can do something is sometimes all you need. You mm-hmm. need someone that can support and, and coach and and just say, yes, you can. Um, yeah, it's that it's that little push like you are your own worst critic yeah like, yeah and then you need that little push to get you there and then you you can rediscover like you're that you're li- you really comes down to like that you're limitless like there are no limits you just got to get there you got to believe you got to believe first man that and that was seven that was seven years ago and um shortly after that workshop i started training for my first half marathon and that was the worst half marathon of my life. Walk me, walk me through what was what was what was your first half marathon, and walk me through that that experience. So my very first half marathon was the Miami full and half marathon. Me too. Um, was it really? Yeah, man. Like get yeah, at it. Three years ago, that was my first. Wait, yeah, three years ago was my first. That half is marathon. wild. That's crazy. Um, so I have to run that every single year, and I now that I don't live there, I go back and 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 run these races um but oh this is gonna be fun i know i know the miami half marathon i have a history so, of miami half marathon all right walk me through it because I, yes. I i can anticipate what you're gonna say because that probably happened to me too well and i like i was training and i thought and I you're, was you're, like, tra- you're training in new york no i was training in miami this uh, is back when i lived okay, in okay. back okay. when i lived in miami because i lived in miami for eight years okay um and i was training and i, I was like yeah i got this but I was always in pain. My knees were always hurting. I didn't know, like, I mean, I just got started and I was like, I literally walked away from that. I did the race. Um, you know, I felt really good. And then mile 10, I just like mile 10 going back up the MacArthur Causeway. I just was like, this is awful. How could anybody, how could any, and I was like, how could anybody do this? My legs were hurting. My knees yeah. were hurting. My back was hurting. I was like, this is, I can't, I walked away from that race. I mean, I was in tears. I was crying, not for in pain, but like that I actually made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked that away from that race and got in bed for like 16 hours. Mm. I was in so much pain. Um, it's amazing because I thought, well, this is what I just, this is what it's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing if you apply, like I said, if you apply yourself and you train at something and you go for something, I mean, I ran 20 miles, you know, two weeks ago and, um, you know, you're a little sore, but your recovery time and your bounce, like bounce back, like, oh, you know, it, it almost is like my body, your body starts to adapt of like, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. So like you running every single day people are like you're nuts you're crazy no my body's used to it it's accustomed mm-hmm. to it it's conditioned for it yeah um so yeah that first full marathon i mean the first half marathon was was brutal 
brutal. Um, and I was like, this sucks. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, I mean, and I, I, just three years ago, I was telling people that ran full marathons, they're out of their freaking minds. Um, I said, out of your mind, why would you do something like that to your body? And, and here we are, I'm like, (laughs) what am I doing? Full, full circle moment. Um, Was that, was that your experience with the half Miami half? So, okay. So I asked about where you were training because I was training here in New York. So the Miami half marathon usually happens at the end of, end of January or beginning yeah. of February. So at that time in the, in it's the winter here in New York. So like it's 30 degrees outside. So I was training just not really, not really following a training program. I yeah. was just running consistently. And I, I had, I knew I had the half marathon coming up. So I'd like was for myself, putting myself through some workouts that would hopefully carry me through a half marathon. I say I had, I had the strength, I had the endurance, I had all the capabilities of doing a solid half marathon, what I thought was a solid half marathon for me to do it and run to run it well, for me as my first half. Um, But the weather is what got me the most. And like, that was a shock, because when you're training three, however long, really in New York, and it's the winter, and it's 30 degrees outside, then you go down to Miami, and it's 100% humidity. And yeah. like it's 80 degrees outside, then that's like that's the, the literally the polar opposite of my training environment come race day. Yeah. Um, and that's what got me the most. It was funny, though, because it, it kind of it gets a little cooler in the morning. Like now. So my oh, some background. My family now lives in Florida, just outside of Orlando. In, oh, wow. Um, and so I'm, I'm I was there all of last year. I go down there pretty much like once a month. Um, and even now, it's funny, like what's after the new york city marathon i'm likely going to go down there like the next week but i usually go for the holidays and then i'm down there for the winter so like i that's not fair man the youngest snowbird in florida man that's not fair Um, so okay so training those and then going to miami and then running this half marathon it like the morning of it was maybe like just under 60 degrees outside so it was a little cool I remember, like, I didn't think too much about what I was going to wear. Like, I didn't, I, at this time, at this point, three years ago, I had no idea about proper gear or proper, like, shoes. It was just what I, what I was used to, right? Right. So I was wearing, like, a really thin long sleeve, but, like, one that, like, the material, it was, like, designed to keep you cool. Like, a lightweight material, but yeah. designed to, like, yeah. for the winter running and, like, designed to keep you warm and, like, cool at the same time. I don't know. And then I was wearing like some, some half tights and like, okay, cool. Like I wear this in New York. I'm going to wear this in Miami. It's going to be fine. And the first mile that my shirt was drenched. Like yeah. I was like, I got out the, like I just jumped in the pool. Yeah. I jumped in the pool and got out at mile one. And that was me. I never took my shirt off. I ran the whole half marathon, like drenched in sweat. It was so hot. Humidity got the better of me. And like, I almost passed out. I remember like I saw people that actually passed out and like had heat strokes or like they just didn't finish the mar- the half marathon yeah. or the full marathon because it happens at the same time, right? Right, yeah. Um, and same I'm just race. seeing people, I'm se- seeing people drop and I'm like, oh, mentally for me, my first marathon, a half marathon, I'm thinking like, this is insane. This is going to be me. Like the longer I push it, I'm going to collapse. Yeah. Um, but long story short, I ended up finishing the half marathon. I had to walk a little bit. I was like barely jogging like if i walked and tried what i was doing thinking i was running or jogging was probably the same speed as if i was walking I was yeah it's like, like it's, with the, it's the end of the end of the race yeah. like i'm in so much pain i'm and, like <laughs> and that that was pretty much me yeah just like forward momentum like just something to carry me through the finish at least half of the half of the race um and i almost had a heat stroke i almost like it, it was it was pretty exhausting but i finished 
And then what's funny is that you talk about your recovery time, even at that. So what got me was the weather and the conditions and the environment that I just wasn't prepared for both physically and mentally. And then the next day though, I went back, we were back up in, in Orlando and Florida and like, I went out and ran eight miles and I felt fine. Like, (laughs) so it was like, it was just the conditions got the worst, but that the the second I crossed the finish line, I, I like was on the floor. I like needed the five minutes to, to get myself together. Um, But at that moment, as soon as I crossed the the finish line, I said, next year is my redemption round. And like, I'm coming back and I'm going to crush the Miami half. And then the next year I knew exactly what I was prepared for. I was ready. And like, and then I went and I, I was like cruising. Like I was, I could have kept running. Like I was just cruising through the, my second Miami half marathon and I finished and I felt fine and I felt great. Yeah. And, uh, I was at a pace that I wanted to be at. Um, and like, I was, I was rocking, I was moving. And so, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was, that, that was my man, my Miami experience though. And like, I'm thinking I might try to do the full, um, in a couple months. We'll see. You're going to wait, you're going to do the Miami full marathon. I'm thinking about it. Um, you better hurry. You better hurry. I know it's always like a last minute decision for me too. But if I, I mean, I, I can do it. It's just a matter of like what time I want to go for and think, seeing if I'm ready to hit that time in two months. You got to You got to work on the humidity though. No, that's fine. Oh no, that's fine. Now I told you <laughs> I, now, cause now, cause now it's knowing what to expect. Like yeah. now that I've been through it, you can't know, breathe in it. I know exactly what it feels like. And like I mentioned right. all of last year, I was in Florida. So what was like, what also is, is a little funny is that when I came back to New York earlier this year in like March, just, just when it started to warm up for the spring and then quickly it turned into summer and like the heat, I was so accustomed to the heat and like, it's right. like all of my friends here and, you know, here in New York city, everyone, all the runners are like, Oh, now it's, now it's summertime. Now it's readjusting to the heat. And it's something that I trained all year for last year. So it was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, the heat, this summertime is, all year round in Florida. And so like, I, I was totally fine running when it's 90 degrees outside here in New York, because I was running in hundred degree weather and hundred percent humidity in Florida. So <laughs> I was already conditioned to run in, in those like in hot weather and right. high humidity. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and then, yeah. So like, I'm not, now I can, I can run. I, I think I'm running pretty much in anything. Like now I'm at this point, I'm so conditioned to run in many different I don't think so, man. You haven't done the uh, Lake Tahoe Spartan. Race oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So, okay. So, you know what? That's is new to me <laughs> is that you used to do Spartan races. So walk me through that. How did you like get into nuts. that and then get into, into running? So you got into running with that workout at Equinox Yeah. on the treadmill. Yeah. How did you, how did you get into Spartan races? Was it before you got into running or, or after? Well, interesting enough, um, the only thing I did before this workshop was I did a nine mile obstacle course race in a different brand. And, and um, I remember, you know, it's, it's an obstacle course race. So sometimes you walk, sometimes you jog, sometimes you just, you know, you're doing obstacles. So I remember that was the most painful thing. Like I was like, these nine miles are taking forever. Plus the obstacles. Um, and that was my first experience of like doing anything of any walk, walk me through the obstacles. I, I know of it, of Spartan races, walk me through an actual Spartan race that you went through. And like, even for people listening, like what, what type of obstacles do you do throughout a Spartan race? Well, the thing is, is that most, most, um, obstacles are based on strength, um, and or upper body 
Like, are we, uh, talk, are we talking like climbing up a rope and a wall? Walking, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, people are like, oh, a Spartan race. It's 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 a foot race, right? And you're running through rugged terrain, so you have to, you know, you're not on a smooth surface. So you're working, you're watching where you're going, whatever. Um, but then the obstacles, you're 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 climbing the rope. You're picking up a 75 pound atlas ball and walking it you know carrying it 100 feet Mm -hmm. and then doing burpees um you're throwing a spear throw you're going what they call rig and and doing monk crazy monkey bars not normal monkey bars right Mm -hmm. there's there's ones that twist there is um you know your loops your ropes um what else crawling through mud um you know transversing on the longer Spartan races they used to have, I don't know if they still do, you uh, grab a hold of a rope that's slanted on an incline, but you're transversing it upside down. So you're literally pulling up through your arms and you have mm-hmm. your legs wrapped around it. Okay. And that's, that's all core. It's nothing else but core. And so like doing these races, I mean, the, the shortest races are like, like a 5k, they're there then they go up to eight to nine miles and they do a half marathon which is the beast um and then now they do ultra ultras which are literally the distance of a full marathon plus all the obstacles so in these races you're doing anywhere between 20 you know and 40 obstacles Mm -hmm. um and there are most of the obstacles if you like jumping over walls like you have to jump over a 12-foot wall yeah Um, you know, straight, straight, straight up. And so if you fail a lot of these obstacles, you have to do 30 burpees. Mm. Um, it's like, this is like Ninja Warrior slash CrossFit slash yeah. marathon. <laughs> I, I, imagine you do one set of 30 burpees, then you have to pick up and run again, you know? Yeah. Um, so I got addicted to this stuff. So after that first half marathon in Miami, I, I loved I just was doing a couple Spartans here and there. And I love the aspect of like getting gritty and just in the sense of like getting dirty and just and like not cha- caring the challenge too. the challenge sure and just, like just the, you know, it, and there's a variety in it, you know, and you got to oh, like, yeah. there's a sense of being raw and just kind of like not caring about anything and, you know, and, and letting, letting the, the dirt, the grind, the, the, the grit get to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I became like obsessed, not like addicted, obsessed with racing. Um, between my straight 5Ks and half marathons, 10Ks on the road, and then I would literally do, you know, 12 to 15 Spartan races a year. Wow. Um, and there's sometimes where I would do like, yeah, that's like a two race to three month. on a weekend. Well, Jeez. then you would do a two to three on the weekend. Um, I remember the first time I ever met someone and I was in South Carolina and there was two days of a beast, which is the half marathon plus like 30 obstacles. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, yeah, this is my second one of the week. And I did it yesterday too. And I'm like, you're nuts. Wow. And I like, it was like, Oh, these people, I mean, but if you've talked to them, there's a real reason. Like, I mean, it's, if you've never run like a Spartan race or an obstacle course race, it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where, I found the love of just like getting out there and doing and and like everybody has their vices, right? And so like everybody has their thing that they they live for. And that was like, that's mine, right? And so 
I got into the running aspect of that and just like, you know, I would, there'd be years where like a couple of those years, those first couple of years, I was running 15 to 20 races a year. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm going for it. I mean, I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I found more balance now, but um, yeah, I, I would love to get back in more back into it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm an outdoors kind of person. I love, I love hiking mountains and a part of your history too like you growing yeah. up you like being out yeah and the adventure aspect and all that stuff too yeah yeah so that was the whole thing about that but i mean at the end of the day running is running no matter which where you go with it you know it's true so. yeah it's universal <laughs> yeah um so okay so how did you you talked about the marathon being a little emotional what drove you to want to do the new york city marathon like what's your why what's your reason for this marathon at this time doing it now well i mean a couple years ago i said you know you're you're out of your mind for even asking right Mm -hmm. i was like i use my body for my job right and so i was like i i can't sacrifice getting hurt or putting my body through this i don't have the time to do something like that i just think it's it's not wise it's not safe right um, but I had done all these obstacle course races, all these half marathons, and there was, besides improving time and speed, which is always going to be there, there was something missing of challenging myself to the next level, taking myself to the next levels. Um, you know, cause you're, you can always just go back and do it and do it faster and, and train harder and do that. But my mind doesn't work that way. Um, so it was almost two years ago and uh, a close friend of mine kept saying as many half marathons as you run, just you think about how many full marathons you've already run. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And then he's like, just get out there and run 15 miles. So I had a lot of time on my hands last uh, spring and summer. And um, I was literally just like you running every single day. And there are a couple of days where I'm like, I'm going to go out and run 15. Okay, good. Feels good. I'm going to go and run out 18. And there was a day where I ran out 18. And then um, there was a point where I was like, it was last year. I said, I'm not going to do much for New Year's Eve, but I do want to finish the year on a strong high note. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out and run as far as I can. And that's going to be my New Year's Eve. Um, and I came back home. Uh, with 23 miles under my belt and I was like this is awesome I was in so much pain but I was like this is awesome Um, and I always said like everything I do everything I get myself into there's a purpose there's a reason Um, and the fact that New York City's home um, I was like I knew my first marathon has to be New York City Mm -hmm. so I said let's go for it um, what I've got, like you said, what have you got to lose? Why not? Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I'm so grateful for it, but it, I learned so much about myself in the last 12 weeks. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 37 awesome. years old and you're, 37 years old and you're still learning wild things about yourself. And it, it, that, that's the best blessing of the, of the whole experience mm-hmm. is that you get to know yourself. Yeah. Um, you get to know what you, you're capable of and what you, what you can do if you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like an endless adventure. 
uh, rediscovering, really discovering who you are is an endless journey and a process. Right. Um, so like having challenges in any way, shape or form, running Spartan races, you name it, like it doesn't have to be just athletics, it could be anything. That whole process um, is like redefining your what you thought were your limits and the things that you thought you could or couldn't do. Um, you can shape that like yourself. Uh, yeah. And I, I, that, I love that part of really doing anything. Um, well, yeah, man. So good luck. Um, it's coming up. How, how are you feeling now, man? You said you're ready. You're feeling good. Your body's good. You're mentally strong. Like you're solid. You're ready to go. If, if the New York, if the marathon was tomorrow, you think you could do it? You're ready to go? Of course. Of course. That's I can't insane. wait. I can't wait. I love to I'm, hear I'm, it, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. So that's cool. Yeah, man. Well, again, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, on the journey. Um, me having just ran my first marathon in Boston and like, this is the, this is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is it. Like your training is done. Now it's all about showing up and, and running that race. Yeah. Um, I keep trying to tell you, don't even, don't overthink about it. Don't <laughs> overthink it. Don't just don't even like, you're just going to wake up and run. Like you've been doing that for a long time and you've yeah. been training for the past 12 weeks like your training will carry you over to yeah. the race like don't even all you got to do out there is show up and you pretty much won the battle shake uh, it off can, and just show up yeah just, yeah man just run that's it that's all it comes down to just run <laughs> just run. um all right man well yeah hey thank you for taking the time this was great uh love thank you love chatting with you man yeah um likewise cool yeah enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day um again good luck i'm sure i'll see you before new york city marathon i'll be cheering for you I'll be cheering for a lot of people the city is going to be it's going to be wild. an experience for sure yeah, it's going to get going to get wild um <laughs> all right man well again thank you so much thank you. Uh, to the audience thank you um and that's it that's a wrap so uh stay tuned more to come as always stay for the stories peace peace all right man that's it we're yeah. good <laughs>